0: This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. Welcome to the latest edition of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast on the Love Wrestling Podcast Network. My name is Big Bad Boris, and I'm joined by a a very unique individual I've had the pleasure to get to know a little bit over the the past year since I started working for LPW, Mr. Lumberjack Larry Wood. Larry, how the hell are you?
1: oh i am doing fantastic boys how are you doing today
0: i'm good i'm good it's a little bit it's not as smoky as it's been the past couple of days so we're we're doing all right
1: oh geez you know what trying to trying to actually work outside and all that what a freaking disaster
0: yeah the past couple of days they've limited us to 20 minutes like the max you can be outside for work is 20 minutes then come inside for a little bit and breathe some good air so it's been pretty wild
1: no that's fair enough yeah i know it's um area checks all week or well the past two days, at least <laughs> don't get out of the truck, just area checks, write everything down and go out during the week and go fix everything.
0: Yeah. We hope that everybody uh, involved with the fires or close to the fires is safe. And if you're relocating, everything is good.
1: Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it, it, it sucks that this has to happen almost. It almost seems like uh, on a regular, every couple of years, a major fire happens in Alberta. So hopefully everyone is safe. Hopefully everyone is doing well. And hopefully uh, there's not too much damage to uh, everyone's personal belongings and property.
0: Now, before we kind of delve into your your backstory and the history of you, I want to talk about uh, what went down last Saturday. You were a part of the uh, Michael Richard Blazes infinity gauntlet uh, let's talk a little bit about your experience as a part of that what a what a crazy amazing day uh never been done before and it's something that i'm gonna remember for a long time
1: oh 100 honestly it was um uh getting there and you know seeing all the friends that are based they're all family yeah like i couldn't ask for a for a better wrestling family Obviously we're missing a couple people in that family, but you know what? It, it, it was just the experience as a whole was absolutely unbelievable. And it's being able to connect with uh, all the other people there that I never really got a good chance in the past. you know, other shows sometimes are just all cut up and everything, but just seeing everyone, like, I was nervous. I haven't been that nervous for a wrestling show in a very long time. And it's not just for my own well-being, but for Michael's too. Mm. So, um, now nah, everything was so well put together. Everything just – it was just a really good day, honestly. Like, now if there was a bit of a barbecue going on, I mean, that never – that <laughs> probably would have helped Michael, but <laughs> –
0: well, there was there was a decent amount of food and 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 some beverages and stuff like nothing alcoholic, of course, but lots of water and stuff. So there was a little bit to eat here and there.
1: Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Everyone banded together. Everyone was there for each other and for Michael and just to to grow and to experience such a I don't know a historic event. I I've never heard of anyone doing an eight hour wrestling match and just being able to be a part of that like as soon as i found that it was for the children's salary i I sent michael a message i'm like i want in anything for the children's salary anything for them i'm in
0: (laughs) and he just tweeted uh, we're recording this on uh thursday evening he just tweeted about 10 minutes ago a video of himself back in the gym deadlifting 405 pounds so uh he's he's an interesting character there's something not right with him but kind of not right with him in the best kind of way
1: oh 100 he's he's just like he's an absolute machine i like watching watching his like from the start of the events to the very end just watching what he was putting together and all that like of of course it's like uh marathon running right so i mean the first the, the first like it seemed hour it was go hard and then, okay, now we're going to our reserve. So he wants to get into the reserves as fast as he can. So now his body could kind of last and hurt itself. Well, not hurt itself, but <laughs> just dig deep into the tank and then keep digging deeper and deeper into that tank until the very end. <laughs>
0: yeah the whole thing is pretty wild um i believe if you go search uh god's gift mrb on youtube i believe the the live stream footage is uh still available so you can go and check that out and i i understand there's a there's a video edit coming of the whole thing that will be available soon so uh, that is something to look forward to and let's talk about you uh, I've often talked like to people that, that I've just become you know more familiar with over the past year. I talk about my PWA bubble. I worked for PWA for you know for 20 years, uh, but I didn't really venture out of PWA very much. So there's a whole subsection of, of wrestlers in Alberta that I never worked with and, and not really familiar with just because I kind of stayed in PWA. And you're definitely one of those names uh and as i got to meet you and work with you in lpw i found you uh charming and insane so i want to kind of get a, a bit of a, where you came from how you got started in the wrestling business and that kind of thing so give me like the tour of the lumberjack larry career
1: <laughs> uh well growing up in a small town of Vegreville. Vager, um, i did some
0: research but, on you i know you're from Vegreville.
1: um my mother so my, my parents, my parents got divorced when they were, well, when I was super young, when I was three. So I moved down here uh, with my mother at the age of three from New Brunswick. Oh, okay. And, and um, yeah, I mean, like every, uh, we'd always have our own shows to watch and all that. And we always watched like uh, TV later at night. Right. So wrestling became a, a big part of what we did monday nights so we always watch monday night raw and for the life of me i can remember bits and pieces of like the attitude there and stuff i remember we watched the episode of wcw and i'm like i saw goldberg for the first time and i'm like that's not stone cold (laughs) fair okay oh goodness (laughs) so uh she got me big of wrestling i um every event that every WWE, wwe event that came to edmonton we always went we never missed one except the year that i started wrestling because i had an actual wrestling show out out of town okay. um uh, i always wanted to be it um I remember telling my dad. He's like, "No, no, you can't do that. You, you're gonna give me a heart attack, kind of deal." So, <laughs> he's he has not had a heart attack yet. <laughs> so far, so good. Daddy <laughs> um, Sarcher actually just uh, on Instagram posted a uh, a picture earlier this week, and it said seven years ago with uh, two cool Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Now I saw that seven seven years ago. That very weekend, it was May Long weekend. That's the first time I ever stepped foot into a wrestling ring. Okay. I did I did an MPW uh training camp. Um Wrath, uh known as well, Justin known as Wrath. Um he, I played football with him for the men's football for the St. Albert Stars. And I'd always overhear him talking about wrestling. And then I start talking to him a little bit more and more. And next thing you know, he's an actual wrestler. What? So I asked him about, I asked, I talked his ear off about wrestling and he told me about a mini camp. So I signed up for the mini camp and honestly, it just, everything just felt supernatural. Learning like all the different holds and uh, bumping and just the movement, everything just felt supernatural. And so that was on, the saturday and that was when rcw was running uh at a legion in the northeast part of edmonton so i decided to go to a show okay and uh, i went i remember i was with uh my buddy anthony and we went uh uh we were watching the show he had a buddy that was supposed to wrestle but he uh he ended up uh getting super ill so he never he never wrestled and uh i remember going to the bathroom and i saw a poster of two cool scorpio and i'm like what just freaking out like this is so sick Mm -hmm. all right and then uh i got even more hyped watched uh watched the show it was oh goodness i think it was bobby sharp uh the rcw champion at the time taking on two cool scorpio and uh yeah it just blew me away and i'm like uh, just thinking back like i'm gonna do this holy shit <laughs> and um yeah so I, I i went to the second day had a heck of a good time my personal job at the time uh i couldn't get the time off work to uh start training so uh i bumped into uh cody cody Youngblood, a mm-hmm. little blade and I was, I was getting lunch at a Safeway and, uh, he's like, Oh, Hey, you're Dylan. Hey, when you come into camp? So instantly I made things work with work and, uh, yeah, I was training at the, I believe it was November 23rd of 2016.
0: So I understand from the bit of research I did about you that you, uh, a big football fan and played football. Did uh, that experience help you with the wrestling, maybe in terms of, of, of just, you know, awareness of your body and athleticism, but also kind of physicality and taking hits?
1: Um, it definitely it definitely did. Uh, I like to think that I have, um, i played sports my entire life. So getting to understand a little bit more of the basics of wrestling, it's, it, it's such a team sport. It really is. Mm-hmm. Whether it's one-on-one, Two on two, three on three, whatever it is. It's we all have to work together in order to like make what we want a reality, just like any other sport. So, football, for instance, all 12, 11 members on offense or defense, we all have to work together to make the play to make the play work, whether it's the old lineman making sure that the core quarterback doesn't get hit, making sure that the running backs are blocking or or rushing up the ball, receivers catching the ball. Like everyone has the role to play. Mm. And I find that's what wrestling is. Everyone has a role to play in a match.
0: How long did you play football for?
1: I played football. Oh boy. uh, From 16. Bakerville just got their first football team and I, I played soccer since I was 10. Okay. And uh, I, I've, I always played defense. So whenever I got the opportunity to get that ball and run it all the way down to the opposing team's side of the field, oh boy, it was just, I loved it. I had a lot of speed. So people were like, Hey, you know, come play football, come be a running back. You, no one's going to catch you. And well, yeah.
0: (laughs) My son is uh, in his, just finished his third year of football. He's going into grade 10 next year. So he's going to be playing the high school football. And it's, it's pretty awesome to see. I get a little bit worried out there because it's, you know, a physical game. Any injuries from the football?
1: From football? Uh, Surprisingly not. And I played for, oh boy, I want to say I played for about eight years. And yeah, I never I got my dome rang a little bit once. That's roughly it. Oh, um, that's
0: not bad for eight years. Yeah.
1: I uh <laughs> um I got a soccer, I've had way more injuries. I've broken my leg in soccer. Oh, yeah. I've got a minor concussion, and I tore my first ACL playing playing soccer. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so, how long after you started training did you have the first match? I love first match stories. I'm a big fan of first match stories. Every almost every guest I've had, I always talk about. First match. Um, oh, so how long? How long after you started training was first match, and what was first match?
1: Uh, the first match. I have my first match. I debuted February 4th, 2017. Um, Oh goodness! What was the event called? I am go. I am drawing a blank right now. Man, but true? it was, yep, it was okay. uh the main event, and the main event. Yeah, debut right in there. <laughs> um. Oh goodness, this is gonna bug me now, and I'm gonna get made fun of the boys so bad. Ben's just gonna razz me so hard <laughs> for this. But um. So the concept of the match there's six people in it. There's it's kind of like a tag, it's a singles tag match. So there's four people on each corner and they can take they can take themselves into the match, but there's only two people allowed um in the in the match at a time. Okay. And um with, uh, the winner of it gets uh the MPW heavyweight title shots. Okay. So it on that show, it was me and uh, epic Eddie Rude making our debuts for MPW. In the main and, event.
0: Look at right? Jack Larry in the main event right away.
1: <laughs> it was it was me, Eddie Rude, um, Maniac, Chris Parrish, Jude okay. Dawkins. Okay. And, oh goodness, I think it was... Uh, big, sexy Bradley Graham. I could be mistaken on that one, but uh, absolutely unreal time. Um, now, how was the,
0: worked... the mindset and the nerves going into the first match?
1: You know what? At it was my. I was really excited because the person that I was mainly doing any sort of wrestling with in the ring was maniac. Okay. Now, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Nick. I don't think I'd be the wrestler I am today. Awesome. Because he's, he was such, like, everyone, when I first broke into uh, MPW, everyone was such a, the locker room was great. Men- I had mentors all over the place. Mm-hmm. They saw something in me I never saw. And honestly, I can't say, I can't say enough about, like, Justin and, uh, and Nick and Chris. And it's it just, it was a great time. And I remember going in there and I had everything planned out from as soon as I got into the ring, actually the entrance all the way to the very finish of when I got eliminated the eliminator. That was the match, the eliminator. (laughs) There you go. All right. (laughs) Um, I remember, uh, taking next finish and, uh, uh, laying flat on my back and he was pinning me and I remember him telling me, whispering in my ear, he's like, I'm so fucking proud of you. Pardon my language.
0: Awesome. No, but, no, that's okay. Awesome. Um,
1: exact words.
0: And I, I had a question in my brain and it just flew out of my brain now. Well, that'll happen. <laughs> I had a follow-up. Oh yeah, were you uh, Lumberjack Larry right from the get-go or was there a different gimmick name?
1: Right from the get-go.
0: Well, where, where did that come uh, from?
1: So, uh, I had at the time I had a really big beard and, uh, I tried so many, I, uh, Sean Donster was, uh, who's still running MPW right now. Mm -hmm. Um, he was the head coach and I pitched him so many other like gimmick ideas. And at the time I was watching the ranch on Netflix and I really, the one that I really pitched for was Kobe Bennett, uh, the rancher, Kobe Bennett. Okay. And, um, one of my best friends, uh, he was diagnosed with, I believe MS it's either MS or ALS. I, I screw the two things up all the time. Um, he was diagnosed when shortly after we graduated in 2008 and, uh, I wanted to just like honor him kind of deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I remember the uh um, I always have a tradition before every show. And uh it was always to give my dad a call. And I I I I still keep that tradition to this day. But the other one was I was gonna go see my friend Kobe back in Vagarville. So the night before the show, I told him about the gimmick. Um and uh he couldn't really speak all that much and he kind of looks over at the closet gives his, uh, his dad was there too. And he gives a, he gives like a head nod to the closet. Mm-hmm. His dad's like, Oh, goes over to the closet and he's like, Oh, lumberjack needs a proper hat. So the hat I come out with every single time is the hat that Colby gave me. Oh, awesome! And I, that's was,
0: a great story. That's
1: really cool. It was just the icing on top of the cake. Perfect. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I I tried so hard to, uh, to honor Kobe somehow with like Kobe Bennett or uh, his last name's Coors. So I tried like uh, something I don't remember at the time, but it was like with his last name in it. But um, Sean was like, "Hey, you look like a lumberjack. We'll call you Lumberjack Larry." Well, there you go. I wasn't uh, a big fan of it. I wasn't a fan of it at all but uh with the guidance of like um maniac and Parrish and uh sean martins and jude dawkins like they they really helped me try to get the gimmick over and like they they put a lot of uh, uh they helped me out with it and I just like flew with it after that. So yeah,
0: sometimes you know you may be given stuff that you don't necessarily like, but you try your best to make it work. And I think the guys that are are really talented can really do that. So good for you. Uh, this is a music podcast as well as a professional wrestling podcast. I like to have my guests pick uh, a couple of songs to play uh, during the interview. Your first track is uh, Stan Bush. The track is called Hang on. It's called Dare. It's from the Transformers movie, and (laughs) in my research uh, about you, I was telling you that you are a very, very big Transformers fan, and it was funny because we were talking actually at the Infinity Gauntlet, and I was like, yeah, come on the podcast this week, pick two songs, and as soon as I said two songs, you're like, fucking Transformers, let's go, and you you didn't (laughs) lie, so explain to me why you picked this song and tell me a little bit about it.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, so Dare uh by Stan Bush, that was like uh that's one of the more iconic songs of that uh, of that film. Like there is there's one specific scene when it first comes on and that's when the Decepticons start attacking uh Earth and like Autobot uh, just right about right about where they start attacking Autobot City. And a clip blows up and then, uh potentially <laughs> All right, well, speed it up <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, it just it was it was just a it was a quick little badass scene where where hot rod ends up grabbing um oh goodness what is the kid's name anyway grabs the kid trant like saves him transforms puts him in his car and goes off it's just a nice little uh montage right there so I've just been a fan of, of Transformers, and that, was, that is one of the best songs that I've ever heard when it comes to anything Transformers. So
0: All right. <laughs> right on. So the track is there. This is Stan Bush on the Punk and Poddriver's podcast.
2: Sometimes when your hopes have all been shattered, there's no way to turn. You wonder how you can... Keep-
0: The Transformers movie, Stan Bush, The Dragon's Dare, the first pick from Lumberjack Larry Wood. Uh, I was told you had the shortest MPW title run in history. Explain this to me.
1: Oh, boy. So uh, okay. I ended up... So that year, uh, me and Mitch both won the Leo uh, Leo Burke Cup. So basically, we get an opportunity for a title match whenever. So that night I was wrestling Sean Martins for the MPW heavyweight championship in a lumberjack match. Um, I ended up, I ended up beating him. Okay. Right on. Holding up the title. Mitch comes on in. Yeah, no problem. Cause that night he ended up having a, a title match against, uh, Blake Cannon for the MPW provincial championship, which he unfortunately did not win. So, him and I, we were former tag team, uh, two-time tag team champions. So we're celebrating and all that. And then he goes and kicks me in the dick. Oh, come on now. And he lays on, uh, his neck break, his neck breaker finisher at the time. And people started throwing garbage. Oh, awesome. like, I've never experienced that before, and it was fantastic. He grabs the title, puts it underneath my face, grabs a chair, and double concertos me. Then he lays on um, a different variation of a sharpshooter, and I can't tap out. So uh, right for all that, actually, he says, uh, I want my Leo Burke title shot now. Okay, puts on that... Uh, puts on that uh different variation of a sharpshooter. I'm out. And uh yeah, there you go. Like uh two minutes tight uh, or heavyweight championship title run.
0: Well there you go. But hey I mean that that's good heat though. That's good stuff. Uh how did you get involved with LPW and tell me how you got hooked up with the Rads. This is the it's the coolest thing going right now as the kids like to say
1: <laughs> hot red summer baby. Always. Um uh, so I've been friends with Spencer Love for quite some time. And at this time in my wrestling career, I wanted to kind of evolve and have a change of scenery, have different uh, opportunities in the wrestling world. So uh, this is when Edmonton was just kind kind of breaking out the, you can work for multiple uh multiple companies within one city Mm -hmm. uh mpw wouldn't do that so uh ironically uh, before we were named the rads uh rich mitch ty myself we all ended up leaving roughly about five days apart from the company okay and uh we wanted to do this uh all because we wanted to do this l p w show, so Spencer approached me and we went out for a couple beers here, like here and there all the time, and uh he told me what he wanted to do, and I'm like, I'm down like he told me his plans that he wanted to do with this show, he told me about the venue, and I instantly just fell in love with it I'm like yeah let's this is a new different opportunity let's do this there's so uh, I was on board right away. <laughs> I, wanted a scenery, so, uh, yeah, I wanted to change the scenery. So, yeah, I wanted to be part of, uh, literally, I wanted to change the game. So joined, in, uh, jo- joined you LPW. <laughs>
0: um, you guys are featured pretty highly and prominently on the card uh, and, and very, very uh, hated heels, which uh, I understand this is like the first heel round that you've had in your career so far.
1: Oh yeah, it definitely is. Five years into the business, and I never once was a heel. And it was it was nice. It was such a I love being the the babyface, hurrah, hurrah, kind of guy. Um, but being being a heel, it, it's it, it's a great way to blow off some steam. Not gonna lie. Oh, absolutely. And it it's uh it's just a different it, it's a different uh part of the art. Of wrestling, right? So it's like if you can only be a baby face and you can't be successful as a heel, well, can you really be successful in wrestling?
0: Yeah, that's you kind of have to uh, play
1: both sides of the coin.
0: Yeah, Ric Flair said that about uh, Ricky Steamboat. He said the only thing that stopped Ricky Steamboat from being the greatest of all time was that he never worked heel. And I thought that was really interesting that they said
1: that. It's he's a hundred percent right though. Like. Mm It, being able to for lack of a better term manipulates like the crowd um i remember a story that i heard about jake roberts how he could just walk out to the ring and be the most hated person in that entire arena and by the end of by the end of his match if he wanted to he could make sure that 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 crowd is cheering for him and the great, it, it's the
0: Greats could do that absolutely
1: Oh goodness. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite the art, honestly. Like, um, yeah, no, this whole heel run has been fantastic. Uh,
0: well, I think what also, what also works really well for you guys is you can tell you guys are also like real legit friends outside the ring. So that unit seems very bonded.
1: Honestly, it, it, it it really is. T Y and I, like I've tagged with, uh, Mitch and rich, uh, Rich is tagged with all of us. Ty and I have never actually tagged together uh, until like a couple weeks ago, where we had a legitimate two-on-two tag match. And it's like we've been tagging for so long. We've had uh, we've had a, a number of like six-man tags, which are honestly uh, love it. Six-man tags are fantastic, especially with with uh, with the boys. Like we're all a bunch of jackasses at heart. So <laughs> we want to go out there. We just want to have fun. Whether it's you guys cheers or boo us, it doesn't matter. We're gonna be we're gonna be the most entertaining match on the card for sure. And you and
0: TY teamed up at the Infinity Gauntlet. Did you not have one block because you guys teamed up and there was a is yes. that not the 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 ass kicking fiasco?
1: Oh my goodness! Was I, that I, ever?
0: If you go back to the, the commentary, get a chance to watch. There's a couple of times where I just legit laugh because it's just so absurd, but so funny. Like I was, I was very entertained, and I think that kind of stuff was also. I, I want to word this in a way that it doesn't come across disrespectful, but I think for for Michael, maybe a little bit more sports entertainment for for a few minutes and a little less taking bumps help kind of prolong his body and help him get through that. And I don't mean that disrespectfully whatsoever, but that the 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 ass kicking was a lot of fun, and it really popped me.
1: And you know what? That's I'm I'm really glad it did because uh, I can looking around and just looking at like everyone laughing, and then even like Michael laughing too. Like I, um, the number one thing that I wanted to do in both my matches against michael was just to take my time at the entrance to give him a little extra time to breathe and all that and that's why like this tag match all of a sudden it just turned into a legit just (laughs) all about getting my ass kicked and (laughs) i saw a bunch of smiles on on his face and like just trying to Exactly what you said. Take less bumps. That was my goal to make sure that he, cause I mean, I think that was like four hours, maybe five hours in and like, mark, yeah. like, Hey, let's, let's, I'm going to pop you. <laughs> That's my goal with all my friends. When I, whoever I wrestle now is I just want to pop you. And as soon as you break character, I win. <laughs> um, you guys—that <laughs> guys, that was definitely it. You oh no, guys sorry.
0: Also, have the distinction of being the first ever uh, LPW Tag Team Champions. Tell me about that. I think that's pretty awesome. That's one of those things that you know you could never take that away from you.
1: No, it, it's. Um, I never expected any of that to happen, and at first, it didn't really hit me until like the night of. And then we ended up winning the titles, and I was like, "Damn <laughs> um, at that time, I was kind of going through a, I was kind of going through some stuff with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, how can I put this? Um, I was kind of feeling really low on myself. Okay. Um, I just wasn't sure if I could do this anymore i wasn't too sure um, I just wanted a little uh my goodness, I'm butchering this one too. No, no, it's,
0: okay. it's
1: hard to, it's hard to uh,
0: find words to explain things sometimes. Uh,
1: oh, 100 percent, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I uh, I just kind of wanted that little, like, w- winning, w- winning that title meant that hey, like, Spencer actually believes in me, which I never had. Personally, I never had from like a promoter standpoint in a very long time. So winning that, it's like, yo, this is, this is, in Spencer's words, this is really neat. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just, it just felt really good. And then honestly, like, um, everything that we were doing with the rads and all that, like, uh, Hey, you know what, let's run, let's run wild with this. So it, it was, it was quite the moment. And like that moment, actually, that match was the first time that my grandmother ever came to a show as well. Oh, awesome. So like, there was a little extra, like, Hey, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was really neat. I always wanted my grandparents to come to a show. Um, unfortunately my grandfather passed last year, so he never got the opportunity to come to a show, but oh, I'm sorry at hear. that, at that moment, my, my mother and my, uh, and my grandmother were there. So I was pretty, uh, pretty ecstatic about that.
0: So I also have in my notes here that early on in your training, you suffered an injury. Tell me about that. And what happened with that? Uh, uh, in my training, which, uh, do you know what injury it was? Uh, no, that's why I'm asking you. Uh, <laughs> I have here, Injured about a year to training, took off time off, healed, and came back.
1: Okay. So um, when I first started in wrestling, I had a partially torn ACL. So my left knee. Soccer? Nope. The soccer one was healed. I was playing touch football on the weekend that Star Wars Episode 7 came out okay cuz i was it was this it was the second day that it was out in theaters and i was going to go to it later that evening and i tore I partially tore my other acl ah okay and i um, was 2015 yeah i went to 2015 so 2016 rolls around um, i trained and uh, the knee was was acting up through a good portion of that year so i figured if i really want to make an attempt at pro wrestling i got to go get it fixed so i went for the surgery again um took about i want to say eight months off oh wow to just really really give it time because i know this is a very uh, strenuous uh sport so lots of Oh boy, there's so many times where I look at people and if they miss like a double stomp or off the top rope and oh goodness, my knees just instantly start hurting like, mm-hmm. oh no. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that was, uh, that's definitely the injury that, uh, nothing to do with wrestling, just wanted to make sure that if I was going to make a career out of this, that I'm 100% like good to go kind of deal. All right. that.
0: Totally makes sense. All right, we're gonna to go to your second track. You pick some fucking weird songs, but I would expect nothing <laughs> less from you. Uh, this song again—I I just b- pulling it. I learned uh, it's uh, the band or the artist is called Crush Forty. The song is called "Live and Learn," and it's from Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Explain to me what this is. All about.
1: <laughs> so, one of my favorite games growing up for the Nintendo GameCube was the uh, Sonic Adventure Two Battle, and this song. Um, was the opening theme for it and as soon i love sonic i i back when i was a kid i said i was faster than sonic the hedgehog Oh there you go (laughs) right well i'm faster than sonic the hedgehog in other ways nowadays but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i absolutely love the game like i still play to this day uh i'll pop it on like i'll pop on the GameCube every every once in a while and just the first game i throw on is sonic and i just it was a great story it had a banger of a soundtrack and it was just a badass it was the best sonic game i think i ever played at that at that time so yeah it it, it's definitely it also is a great lifting song (laughs) all
0: right so the track is live and learn uh, the artist is Crush 40. It's the theme song from Sonic Adventure 2 on Punk and Potterverse like- podcast. From Sonic Adventure 2, uh, Crush 40 on the Punk and Proud of podcast, the second ultra weird pick from uh, <laughs> from Lumberjack Lair. You've probably had the weirdest song picks, but I think that's cool. That's, that's what makes this fun. Now, I want you to tell me about the car. I've been told that you have an old as balls car you've had for a long time and this car is legendary i know nothing about the car but i'm now intrigued by the car so tell me about the car
1: (laughs) so when i got this car um i don't remember the year i just killed my uh crv um so i ended up getting this car for 1500 bucks in beggarville uh it had like I want to say it had like 75,000 K on it. Okay. Uh, it's at 180 some now, and it's been about five, six years. And um, so, you know what, the car, I, I, I've gone down to Saskatchewan a number of times in the car. I've gone down to Southern Alberta. I've gone to Winnipeg, I believe twice on it. And uh, I went to BC. So, when I went to BC, that little 2009 Kia Rio No, is that what it is? Fits. All right. Yeah, a little 2009 Kia Rio. This car fits. I had it fully loaded. Um, uh, it was a, there was a CWE show going on, and um, one of the trucks broke down, and I was asked if I could potentially uh, help them out. So Jude reached out to me and then he, then he told Danny and, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I I can help you guys out. No problem. It was a very last minute thing. I just had an MPW show the night before and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Um, so I fit, uh, a wrestler out of Ontario named I'm going to butcher his name so bad right now. Uh, Vinny, I believe his last name is Da Vinci. Um, Alex Zwicker in the center. And then okay. right behind me was Martin Payne from Austria. Now, the person that sat up front was AJ Sanchez.
0: Okay.
1: He's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all crowded in this Rio.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. And everyone had about two to three bags.
0: Oh, shit. And
1: okay. I drove, oh, boy, from Edmonton to Prince George. Yeah, Prince George. or yeah Prince George Mm -hmm. and um I honestly don't know how that car made it with that much that many people in it and it was just packed to the absolute rim so I've just been keeping it alive ever since then my uh it was last year on my birthday he got me this uh Wesley Dixie horn okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) he put it in and honestly it's it's been dubbed the radsmobile because every time i tell the boys oh no the car is down right now right away instantly oh my god what's going on with the car what's going on with the (laughs) radsmobile
0: will you have this vehicle on the 26th
1: uh yes i will all right i want
0: a personal introduction to this i got to see this thing with my own eyes. You've, You've never what? seen the Ridesmobile? I don't, believe I, have, I don't believe I've had the pleasure. No. We'll
1: oh, man. There's so it. many. Oh, we, we, we'll, we'll go out for some um, beers after the show, like a couple of the shows. And, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how it happened. But this one time, I think I was dared to, by Ben, to, like, scoop slime on top of the hood. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I do it. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Do you, uh, do you watch a lot of wrestling in your spare time right now? I find with, uh, with wrestlers, they either watch a lot, like I do, uh, or watch none. Where do you fit into that spectrum?
1: Um, I'm a little bit here and there. So when I'm not too busy with work or anything like that, uh, I usually keep up to date on like uh, like WWE, AEW, uh, any. Uh, anything that's on Instagram where they'll show me like highlights and stuff. Okay. So I'll take a, I'll take a look at those and all that. And it's like, Oh, okay. If there's something that really pops out to me, then I'll go and like search up the entire match or anything like that. Um, when geez, when all the locals were on AEW dark, mm-hmm. I watched that. I think it was the first time I ever watched an AEW dark show from start to finish because I couldn't have been more happy and more proud yeah, awesome. of every single person that was there.
0: Uh, tell me a little bit about tales from the undercard.
1: Oh goodness. <laughs> um, I a, can't really tell
0: you YouTube uh, video series that you guys do. That's available on the old social medias.
1: Uh, it, honestly, rich started, started tales with the undercard and, uh, Oh goodness. That's, they started, he started that roughly around the time, uh, I took a break from wrestling. Um, oh yeah, no, it was like a couple of years ago. I, I also had like a kind of a, a real bad back. Uh, that's why, that's another reason why I kind of stayed away for, for like six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I don't really know the full full story, but I know like Rich started the this tales tales of the undercard, and uh, then when he was put put as a tag team with uh, Ty, since we were all good friends and stuff, um, they just started doing some hilarious and outlandish stuff. So it's like it used to be it evolved from like an opening scene to later that night with the wrestling match, and then the Mm post-match now half the time there's like no wrestling involved it's just us being a bunch of jackasses
0: (laughs) but that's such an important part of the business now is that branding yourself and using that social media and showing a character and and i think guys that do that are really smart
1: oh are, are they ever like and the fact like uh rich and ty ended up getting like like john morrison on like 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 uh Shark Boy, like actual like named people have been on Tales of the undercard. And it's like you have made the majors and yet you're still willing to do this. Like that mm-hmm. that honestly speaks highly of what what these people are. Like they're just really good people.
0: Yeah, I and about, I find I uh, sorry to cut you off. I talked about that with, uh Hollywood Dusty Adonis a few weeks ago on the podcast when he used to do his Hollywood hot seat talk show. And uh, Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett agreed to go on and do that. And I think when the you know the, the when the names quote unquote come in and, and are willing to kind of help out and do stuff like that, I think that's really awesome.
1: It really is because it, it honestly shows the lack of ego that these people have. Mm-hmm. They made it. They made it in wrestling. They don't have to do this, but they ended up doing it because yeah, sure, why not? I think it'll be fun, and sure, shit.
0: And I think like... some of them might remember too that you know they were coming up once too.
1: Exactly, and honestly, I find like with just meeting people like I never, I never met John Morrison, but just the interaction the boys have told me, I've, uh, I've met uh, Chris Masters, uh, Camille Brickhouse, like all these people are genuinely like good people, and I find like that having that personality, I find with like pro wrestling will take you miles. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just I just want to see success. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. All right. Before I let you go here, uh, give us your social medias. Where can people find you on the old
1: interwebs? Oh, goodness. Uh, the main one that I generally use is Instagram and Twitter. So my Instagram is uh, Lumberjack underscore Larry Woods. And... Uh, my Twitter account is Rad underscore Lumberjack. There you go.
0: Uh, Give us a list of your upcoming bookings. Where can we see? I know you're going to be uh, on the 26th for LPW. What else you got going on?
1: Uh, So far, yeah, it's uh, LPW on the 26th, uh, RCW in Edmonton on the 27th, and that's all I can think of right now. I have no idea what June Holt has in store yet.
0: I don't know if any of us do for that matter, but that's all good. Um, thank you so much for taking some time to hang out. You're, uh, since I found you quite charming since I met you and I kind of enjoy hanging out with you. Also, one thing I wanted to ask you about that I think is kind of weird, but I've noticed this and maybe I'm just weird for noticing it. But you're usually almost the last person, like once you know doors are starting to open, you're one of the last people to go back into the locker room and you always have a glass mug of coffee. Is that it's, and again? It's just a weird thing I've noticed. It's always one of those brown mugs. Is that a purposeful thing? You go get a coffee and a glass mug and bring it with you? Um,
1: yeah, a couple times because uh, I was working nights when LPW first started started going. So I would literally like wake up, shower, um, and and come to the show. So I need some sort of caffeine to go. So I just, I, I always had a coffee. Then the boys started razzing me. Oh, there's Larry with his dirty mug of coffee. Yeah. So I said, screw it. That's a new tradition for LPW now. So every time before I come in there, I, I always grab a coffee and I walk on it.
0: All right. So I think <laughs> what we need to see right away is Lumberjack Larry coffee mugs. <laughs> there's your merchandising idea. That one's on the house. All right.
1: Can make okay, that you know what? The first most free. The first most free on me, okay? Right on. <laughs>
0: All right, Lover and Jack Larry, thank you so much for hanging out. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, we will see you on the 26th at Love Pro Wrestling here at Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. You can watch it on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca if you cannot be there in person. Uh, we are going to go out to brand new music from the Wonder Years, one of my favorite bands going right now. I don't know if this is brand new. It might be a reissue. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but it just came out. The track is called, pardon me, uh, God Goddamn It All. Uh, brand new music from the Wonder Years. I think next year we're going to have uh, Quizplex host Zach Ralph on, on the podcast next week. That's the plan. Thank you guys all for listening. This is episode 61, which I think is really cool. And we will talk to you guys all next week.
2: Eastern time has the best me. I blew my voice out, giving the